0: because a lot of people would wear white when they got baptized on the Sunday of Pentecost that became White Sunday Whit Sunday. That's how that happened. How interesting. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming down and 50 days hence pent, pent means 50, 50 days after Easter Sunday, Jesus had told when he rose from the dead, he told his disciples and um, he talked he talk to Mary Magdalene and said you know I'm going to send help so don't despair I'll be with you for a little while but then I have to go and help will come and so the help came in the form of the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit uh, is something that maybe we've all experienced something of that on the path that we're on in our spiritual life where you know that the divine's doing something you feel that sense of oh there's Maybe, for me, it feels like tingling in my body. I feel sometimes a sense of wind going past or through me, and uh, sometimes I feel the heat, the fire within, and that burning sensation. And they, in fact, are symbols of the Holy Spirit. So tongues of fire is one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit, and so is wind, is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And the other one is the dove, so the dove symbolizing the light pouring down from above, and it does feel like you're in a waterfall when sometimes the Holy Spirit is being very active through us. I've noticed that people of all different spiritual paths, traditions, trainings, different gurus, rishis, sages, saints, masters, all experience this. It's not unique to one part of creation. It happens to people on any path when they really are yearning for that kind of mystical, spiritual, deep connection with divine. And for me, I love studying the mysteries of all traditions and to practice uh, some of the t- traditions, and I found all of them very satisfying. One that's kind of home-based for me is looking at things from the point of view of the yogic system and looking at um the way the Holy Spirit is talked about in the Vedas, in the Puranas, and in the yogic and tantric scriptures. And there's so many writings about it. In fact, the language of Sanskrit is largely a language that has to do with inner plane realities rather than worldly things. You know, there's more words for love in Sanskrit than probably any, any other language, and fewer words for chairs, (laughs) or types of houses and absolutely no words describing anything technological at all. So it's a really interesting uh, way to look at things. So in the Vedic way, if we were thinking about the Holy Spirit, then we would be thinking about Shakti, and Shakti is what the Holy Spirit is, and it's it's an enlivening force or power. In that tradition, it's associated with the feminine, so what happens is the idea is that this Shakti, which pervades everything, is the life force that keeps us able to function. You know, it's, It keeps the life in our bodies and it lets us do things like see things, hear things, digest food. All the functions of the body run on Shakti. Your consciousness itself, being able to think, the capacity to think happens because there's Shakti in there and that the Shakti is the enlivening thing that gives gives us a a sort of a blackboard upon which our thinking happens. You know, there's got to be something that is sitting underneath that. The idea is to really elevate your Shakti to a level where it's full of the gifts of the spirit. We looked at what the gifts of the spirit are, and there's thousands of ideas about this, and yesterday, because Pentecost, we looked at some Christian scriptural ideas about what does it mean to raise the spirit up and to feel the, the spirit become the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, you know, not just raw energy, but it's refined and it's it's blazing and it's beautiful and you feel in bliss and you feel Amrita is created in you actually at that time. And Amrita is a substance that our energy field is capable of, de- of developing internally. When you have Amrita inside you, it, it drips down from your crown chakra. And what happens is the reservoir of shakti that you have at the base of your spine has come up and met the divine and that and thus becomes part of the Holy Spirit. And then there's a dripping down of this very cold substance that you can feel it sometimes in your throat. But through yogic practices, you can feel it in different parts of your chakra system, and sometimes it feels like it's your body, but it's not really your physical body, it's your energy body that's feeling it, and you feel bliss. Anyway, in this tradition, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I thought, wow, what a great list. That comes from uh, the scriptures of Galatians where the Apostle Paul gave this list of nine spiritual fruits. And we had a look at that yesterday and we were talking about how in our own lives, when everything's going well, it's reasonably easy to hold on to these nine things because, you know, we're all good people trying to do our best. But when we're under pressure when we feel harried, stressed, uh, frustrated, angry, when someone does something we did not expect or they don't reply to us when we speak to them or they don't answer our emails or they don't answer our phone calls or, you know, something happens and there's a breakdown in communication, things don't go according to plan, and then do are we able to keep hold of these of this list of nine things when that happens? And so the strength of the Holy Spirit, when it really wakes up in us, it's, it's like it doesn't matter what's going on in our external world. This is our state of consciousness. And when I think of this, I think it's very much in alignment with the Buddhist way of looking at things where there's a big emphasis on not being attached to what's happening around you in the world and just going, oh, yeah, well, will just flow with it and connect deeply into yourself where this reservoir of all these good things already exists and um, what we're doing is moving it from an inner plane soul experience to an outer plane, wow, I can actually live this in all these different situations and circumstances. So I have the strength to be the best person I can be, even when there's turkeys doing stuff that drive me nuts. (laughs) So I'm sure I'm not the only one who has that problem from time to time. And the turkeys don't have feathers. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so one of the words that we can use to describe this Holy Spirit in the yogic tradition that I'm the most at home in is Adi Shakti which means the primal energy of life itself, Mahashakti. Mahashakti is when the energy is risen through us and has become at home in our heart. And that's where we feel love. And we really can feel love in a lot of situations where we never dreamt you could feel love. And in fact, just walking around, you can go, oh, I feel love. And it's not about someone else or someone else's behavior or did they remember to put the garbage out last night. Or did they buy me flowers? Like they every, every Friday they buy me flowers and today they haven't. So they must be having an affair. You know, that kind of thing. You're supposed to laugh. Um, you know how our minds work. Things just, we get suspicious about stuff. But um, just to feel love. Anyway, that, that power of love is in here. And, of course, Jesus was a master of the power of love. And then the journey continues, and a lot of people, when they get that feeling of love, it's so delicious. The path of bhakti or (coughs) divine union through love is so exquisite that sometimes we just want to stay there forever. But you've still got this chakra, this chakra, and this chakra to go. And so it's like let's lift that further and let's come into not just feeling the love but in the throat chakra we learn to express that love So not only is it an internal state, but we can be more loving as human beings and with all those other eight things as well that St. Paul talked about. And then eventually it comes up into our asana chakra where we really do have the ability to um, discern much more easily than we ever have. Discernment becomes a thing. And that when someone says something, you go, oh, I'm not really sure that that's their considered opinion. I'm not sure that that's really the truth of the matter, and it's not with a judgment. It's just like, oh. And the other way that we can pierce with a big Ajna chakra, we can pierce the appearance of duality that there's me in here experiencing you out there. And when the Ajna chakra becomes very enlivened and activated, this tunnel vision of that's you and this is me starts to break down and we start to realize that everything is an expression of self, and what we pull forth from other people matches somehow into some little piece of an expression of self, and that then we are creatures of free will. If we don't like that expression, we can change it. We can change self, not control them, but change self. So this is a nashan chakra power, and then finally we get to the crown chakra, and that's like the the answer to everything because that's where um, para Brahman or Parashakti is born, and Parashakti is literally the Holy Spirit. It's it's now knowing that you are one with everything and that everything is you, but in total bliss, total knowing of past, present, and future, being able to communicate with anybody, you know, learning languages very quickly, a lot of spiritual powers can come at that level that are quite amazing, the ability to, you know, really understand people in a way that you never have before. And whilst the uneducated, spiritually uneducated, may think that cities or divine powers that come with the Holy Spirit are to control something or to get your own way or to have power over, that it's something like witchcraft or magic that is about my will usurping your will, that that is the very last thing that the gifts of the Spirit are actually about. The gifts of the spirit is how can I lift everyone? How can I serve? And it's based in serving. So it's not about yourself. At this level, you really don't identify with self anyway, except self being the whole of humanity and all of nature would be how you would identify. And so all you feel like doing is helping other people. And these things are gifts of God, and we're just a hollow bone through which this divine gift comes. And so there isn't an ownership, there's no sense of ownership, there's no sense of controlling it, there's just a sense of being open to serve as best you can and to enliven and enlighten people as much as you can. And so to me, the cities that definitely do develop along the path, more recognised in yoga than in some of the other traditions, and I suppose that's why India is one of the lands of phenomena in the world where you have more spiritual masters and more um, people who are awake to this Parabrahma and through whom miraculous stuff happens where they can you can blindfold them and put a sack over their head and then they can read something that you've just written that you put in front of them. Because their Ashana chakra can pierce the apparent reality of matter and go to look at anything anywhere in the cosmos but including what you've just written. There are many masters in India who can do that. And what's more they teach it. You know, there's children learning to read with their Ashna chakras. When we were at the um, Parliament of World Religions, thanks, At the Parliament of World Religions, there was a young girl, she would have been eight or nine, and she was sitting there with a beautiful dress on and swinging her little legs and ponytails, sort of flipping around the place and... And she was saying, come on, test me, test me. And, um, you know, so I just got a a book out of my bag that I bought at some store around the corner. I opened it at any page, put it in front of her. She was blindfolded by this time and thoroughly blindfolded. There's no way she could have seen anything. They put makeup pads over her eyes to start with. Then they put a great big thing over that. There's no way she saw anything. She just read the page. Just read it. That's because her Ashna chakra was awake, you know. So she had, Adi Shakti had turned into Maha Shakti, was on its way to turning into um, Parama Shakti, and along the way her Ashna chakra was really developed and she could pierce the delusion of having a mask on and just read the page of the book, not with her eyes, with her asana chakra. So these things are lost arts in a way that in a golden age, most people would be able to do that because most people would have that amount of Shakti awake and alive inside them. But because we've been through a dark age, it's very hard to even imagine that these things can be anything other than a trick. And so we tend to discount them and say, oh, that's just some freaky weird thing. But it isn't a freaky weird thing. It's a state of consciousness that people are capable of learning. But the gifts of the Spirit nonetheless uh, do start and end in how we be with other people and with ourselves and with the amount of love that we can bring to it. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, Head over to ShaktiDurga.com.